Thanks for listening to Victory's podcast today. Connecting people to a life-changing relationship with Jesus is what we're all about. For more resources or to reach out to us, go to victorychristian.church. Are you ready for the Bible? Hey, see, you're all excited about the Bible. I love that. All right, I'm going to start in, uh, in John 13, and we're doing 33 through 35. But before we do, I'm going to open in prayer. God, I thank you for my church family and the opportunity to come up and share something you put on my heart. And I just pray that, that um, as we've been in the, uh, the service and as we've done, we, we've come to this point, we've had some, a word shared that was just right on point with what you've got going on. And I just I thank you for the work you've already done in our hearts. And I just pray that you open our hearts to, to learn more that you have to say. And it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. All right. It seems dark in here. I kind of like it. It's good. I can't, I can't see your faces as well, but we're, we're going we're gonna to be all right with that. All right, so John 13, 33 through 35. It says, Little children, yet, as a little, yet a little while I am with you. You will seek me, and just as I said to the Jews, so I now say to you also, where I am going, you cannot come. A new commandment I give to you, that you also that you love one another just as I have loved you. By this, all the people will know that you are my disciples, for you have loved one another. <clears throat> Jesus is talking about like some new things that are going on here. This is like Jesus at this point has already been to the cross. He has died for our sins, and he is asking his disciples to love each other the way that he loved them. That was being willing to die and to go to a cross to sacrifice everything. That's the kind of love he's talking about. And if we love each other that way, it will stand out. And other people need to see that that stands out and need to see that we love each other this, this way and want to be involved. That's a new thing that was going on. Um, when, when God first created the heavens and earth, he made a garden with uh, Adam and Eve, and he just gave them some basic parameters. He said, Adam, I want you to name everything but don't eat from this tree. That was the first directive. They blew it. And that's just how that happened. Moving on, you have Abraham comes up, and God says, I will covenant, promise to be your God, and I will go where you go because I'm calling you to go someplace. And it was a simple thing. I, want, I will be your God. I will go with you, and I promise this. And God kept his promise. He moved on with that. Eventually, Moses comes along, and God gives Moses ten commandments. And that's part of this covenant. I will be with you as a people. All of your people I will bless because I want, and I want you to follow these laws, these commandments. And then they made laws for this. These are, this is how this was all set up. And all these laws were in place at the time that Jesus came. And he gave a new commandment that had nothing to do with the specific laws of what's going on, but instead said, I want you to love people. It was a new thing. Um, the, the fun thing about what's new about it was it stripped away all the laws, like the, well, if I did this and I did this, you, could, you can stay to the letter of the law and totally miss the heart of it. Does that make sense? And that's what Jesus was against. Like, you know, he talked several different parables about, about people who, um, you know, who broke the traditional laws or the traditions of how things were doing for the sake of loving somebody. And talked about, like, if, you're, if your donkey fell into a hole on the Sabbath and would die if you left it there, 
you would actually save it because that makes sense. It's not about doing work on a Sabbath that, that was the good thing. It was about setting aside the things that can be set aside. Does that make sense? So it's not, it's not about doing the laws. And what this also tells us is laws are not going to save the hearts of the people. Does that make sense too? Like, whether there's a law we agree with morally or not, we've been, we've been lucky to have a, a, a country, and I'm not going to go deep on this, I promise, but we've been lucky to have a country that has, has blessed us to be able to do some things. But that doesn't mean that we as a country have done them. It's not about following the laws or having laws that make it easier or hard to follow our faith. It's about being true to our faith. That's more important than having laws that tell us what to do. Does that make sense? Okay, I'm dropping off of that now. So, and Pastor Mike is probably watching in England going, where is he going with this? We're good. We're, 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 we're good with that. All right. <clears throat> when God gives us something new, it's for a purpose. At least two purposes. One is to replace the old thing, because the old thing just doesn't fit anymore. And the other is to draw, allow us to draw closer to him. That makes sense? So a couple of years, this, this November is a special month for my family because it's the month that we came to Goochland and started coming to this church. It will be seven years at the end of uh, Thanksgiving. And it doesn't seem like it's been that long, but it has been, and that's really cool for me. And I have to, it reminds me of what it was like to come my first time. Um, first time we came was actually in May, and we, we had been at another church, and God called me to a new job. Yay, something new. I, it was um, off, off, it's in Charlottesville, and I've been there for seven years now, and that's worked out well. But we were looking at, it was important to find a church. Like, what church do we go to? We were going to find the church first and then start house hunting because we wanted to be near our church. That was important to us. Um, now, Pastor Mike had actually been a part of a Minister's Fellowship International that um, our previous church had been a part of, so we, we knew we were going to at least try this place out. And so we picked some other places and kind of went to different stuff, but we, we didn't want to come in. We wanted to do kind of the secret shopper, shopper experience, you know what I'm talking about? Like, no one else knows, I'm just a shopper, treat me like you would anybody else, and then I'll see what that's like, because that was what we wanted. We didn't want to come in with this, you know, pedigree, because first of all, that's just not me. Like, but like, hey, this is this person that has been whatever. We just, we didn't want that. We just wanted to know, what are these people, how do these people treat just normal folks? And the, the answer is, you treat normal folks pretty awesome. And that was pretty cool. So we were, what was fun was when we first came in, uh, Pastor Mike came up to me and said, didn't I see you at a wedding last night? And the answer was yes. And we had an opportunity to meet him, but chose, no, 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 we're going to his church tomorrow. I'd rather just not know or whatever. But some, you know, someone said, hey, they're going to your church tomorrow. Anyway, God works fun. You know, it, my plan versus God's plans, and I'm totally cool with that. But so my wife and I agreed, okay, we're, we're going to observe and we'll talk in the car. And some things that we loved about the church, just the people are warm. And to be honest, it's not the same people who are here right now. Um, some of them still, yes, but people have come and gone, but the church family stays. And so we've had new, new, new faces that have come and been part of this, which is really cool. That's part of you. Y'all are, are here, and I'm glad to be here today. But the, um, those who were there had already been taught what this church is about and welcomed in the same way. It was really cool to see, to know, to feel welcome as part of things. We just felt like it was at home. 
You know, that was the main thing. We felt like it was at home. We love that, that this church prays for other churches because that's important. I've, I've, I've been in churches where you'll, they'll make jokes about the church down the road or, you know, the brother church or the sister church that's right down, you know, like over there. Well, you don't want to be with them. Or <laughs> I remember hearing a story about someone coming home who had visited somebody else, like one of the other pastors at another church, and someone said, I see you've returned from the land of the Philistines. And the, the joke was meant well, but it was also, there's this separation. I love that this church says, you serve Jesus, we serve Jesus. There are things we disagree on, but let's celebrate the things we do agree on. And I love that. I think that it does a lot better for our world and the kingdom of God to have that perspective. Anyway, we love that, and we love several things about it, and we've been continued to be here. Um, God was doing something new in my life, and I wondered what it would look like. You know, would I, would I come here and I, you know, just sort of, I had been a leader at my previous church. How, how do you, you know, I didn't know what God wanted to do with me, and he's done a lot of things with me in this church. It's been really cool. Um, and there are opportunities for each of you to find places and ways to serve because God puts something on your heart that's unique, and you're invited to, to share that with other people. Um, and at this church, we try to encourage that. <clears throat> one of the things that I, I, we went with Pastor Mike and Pastor Elizabeth out to a restaurant one time, and apparently Pastor Mike likes asking the waitress or the, whoever's doing it, what's your passion? You know, if, if, if it's like, you know, if they're looking like they're willing to talk, you know, sometimes they're just busy and moving and stuff and doesn't want to, but, but the question, what's your passion? Well, get some interesting answers. You know, most likely someone who's acting as a waitress is not, or serving as a waitress or a waiter is not, that's not their life goal. They're on their way to something else. Does that make sense? And, you know, that's not to speak ill of that, but it's a stepping stone. So what, what, where are you headed next? And, you know, when you answer that question, there's, you get to talk about the things that are important to your life. And so I want you guys to and think about that same question. What, what is your passion? Do you have a, is, is, is your passion a hobby? You know, I, I do woodworking, I play disc golf, I, I have several hobbies that I've gotten into and things that I enjoy doing, and I've got a passion in the moment for that, and I love asking people to come join me who've never seen this, and I, you know, so we've got life groups that have done all these things, and it's been really cool. Um, James has a hiking group that, that he is passionate about and will regularly go, and I regularly have to miss it for reasons that make me sad, um, but he's still goes, even without me, and takes pictures so I can feel like I went, even though I didn't, which is good. Um, is your passion your work? You know, the, the old saying, if you, are, if you find something that you love doing, you'll never work a day in your life. Um, that's good, but, it, you know, the passion you can put too much into there. You know, is, is if there's too much passion, if there's so much passion with your work, you don't have any passion left for the rest of your life, then it's out of balance, and there's some things you can work on. Is your passion your family? Do you have a passion for being with your family, knowing, you know, providing for them, doing the things that they need, um, you know, living into their lives, spending time with them? Is that, is that part of something that you need to do? All these things are individually good. Because <clears throat> your passion reveals your priorities. You know, if, you've got, if, if you have a passion for something, then there's a priority based that direction. And and you may need to turn down some of your passion intentionally to say, I will, I'm going to let some of this die out and focus it on something else just for the timing of season that you're there. But evaluating where you are and look and go, what am I passionate about? 
you know, it's, it's, it's certainly, I'm, I'm inviting you to do that today. <clears throat> is faith your passion? Because we're a church family. Our faith is important to us. It's something that we, we want to develop and grow. Um, is your faith, if your faith is your passion, does it feel like that perfect Christmas present that you got that one time? And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to share something with you that it's not a BB gun. It was a He-Man sword that I got as a little kid, and I had asked for this thing. And first of all, my parents did not want me to have even a play sword because they knew I would hit my siblings with it, and they were right. But this thing just looked so cool in the package. This dumb thing lived in the back of my shirt for as long as I was allowed to put it back there because that's where He-Man put his, and so I didn't have the scabbard. I just had a shirt, and, I just shook, and it, I'm sure it looked stupid. I'm re- it had to, but... I felt so cool holding it. It was neat to have. And I will say, I will admit, I did try to call on the power of Grayskull and turn my little however old I was self into He-Man. And that plastic sword did not have the power I hoped it did. I even tried yelling louder, and that didn't work. And I had to make sure everybody was... I didn't see, and not want anyone else to see me do that, and I will not reenact. Um, but, you know, this sword was something that I was really excited about. I took it everywhere. This was... I showed anyone that I saw for the next whatever, I either showed it to, or if I wasn't allowed to have it, I told them about it. And, you know, is your faith like that? You know what I mean? Like, when you, because you've got this faith, are you willing to say, I got this thing. This means so much to me. This is exciting. Um, and oftentimes, when you first get, like, I no longer talk about that sword, except today, but... I haven't talked about it in years because my interest in it went away, you know? Is your faith more like that gift that you asked for that one time, but there was some assembly required? So you put it someplace safe until you had time to put it together. You were thrilled to get it, but you were so worried about losing the parts that you never used it, and you put it on the shelf that ring true with anybody? Like there's, there, there's, I have my faith and there are things that God has called me to do, but I've never done those things. So it feels like my faith isn't, isn't ready to use. So I keep it someplace safe. That's not a bad thing. You still got it, but do the things that you need to do. Take the time, put it together. This is an open invitation. You know, start something new. The assembly of something that you already knew, you know, the analogy breaks down. But work on it. Become comfortable having it out. Was it so delicate that you kept it safe so you wouldn't mess it up? How many of us have bought an outfit and kept it for a special occasion, only to outgrow it before you could wear it? Now, I might be speaking from more personal experience here. I'm working on that. Um... Who you were then is different than who you are now. Is it in a closet because you're sure that it couldn't possibly fit who you are today? Um, my, I rented my wedding tux, but if I had it now, I couldn't wear it. Because I, and I gave it back because it's like, I'm not, why would you have a tux? You know, what, what, what would you do this, with this? But, um, you know, I know this is not something, I'm, I'm different from that, but your faith is not a garment. It's not something you put on and take off. 
it is something that is, it grows with you if you let it. And you're supposed to indulge the parts of your faith that, you know, that where you're asking. There's supposed to be new things going. You're supposed to be asking, God, what, what new facet of this can I do? It's like a, a game that just goes on for on and on and on. You keep finding these new levels and new things and new stuff. You know, there's so much more to your faith if you really spend time asking God to teach you about it. Your faith, I'll say, sorry, or is your faith like a present that never came? Everyone else got one, but you didn't. Because there are some people in here who don't know what that's like, to have the gift of faith because they've never asked for it. And if that's you, it's, it's not on you. To, to, you're not supposed to feel bad about that and shame and whatever. It's, it's an open opportunity. This is going to be a time for you to actually ask, God, can I have this? His answer is going to be yes. And you can learn from our experience where, you know, just because when, when you get it, you need to learn from God, what do I do with this now? But when you get this, you'll be excited. You'll be worried that you'll mess it up. Maybe you'll mess it up, but God's bigger than your mess-ups. Always, always. Your faith should draw you into a life-changing relationship with Jesus. It should draw you into fellowship with other believers. But it's life-changing, not life-changed. Always in the present, your life will continue to change based on the faith that you have in your Savior. Because if it only changed, then you're not, you know, there's, there's more to do. <clears throat> God is doing something new. Sometimes we have new traditions that come up. Thanksgiving and Christmas are right around the corner. You can find new ways to connect to your family and friends. Um, I'll share an example of something, a tradition that my family does. There's time to do this if you want to. I'm not saying you need to. And this, this is a blessing to our family. And it's the type of thing, if it's a blessing, do it. If not, find something else. But <coughs> we, have a, we go have a beach trip um, every year. And when we're on our way back from the beach... We stop at the Christmas Mouse in July because no one's there. There's not a rush. It's kind of cool, kind of place to ourselves. There are a couple folks there, other weird people. But they, we go there and we each pick out a, um, a, an ornament. Now, it's not like there are six of them on a display that you have to choose from. This is two levels worth of all the ornaments you could ever possibly think that are in one place. That's what the Christmas Mouse is if you've never been to it can be a bit overwhelming, but it's very Christmas. So you kind of go in, and it even smells like they've got like the, the smells and stuff going and, and their little, you know, globe, uh, snow globe stuff. But you walk around, and we each find something that means something to us for that year. Um, you know, and one year, I was kind of feeling burnt out, so I got this little s'mores one, and uh, that meant something to me. But so we, we buy it, and we put it in a bag, and then we take it, um, take it home, and we bring it back out, when it's time to put up the tree. And we have ornaments that we put on first that are family ornaments. But then we each take out the ornament that we bought in July and talk about why that ornament meant something to us. And it's a way to, at the end of the year, reflect on, you know, what we've done. And a time for us to have the phones down no one's watching anything while we're doing this. We know as a family this is something that we do, and we get to hear each of us talk about what's going on in our life, something that 
What, what, has your, what has this year meant to you? And we spend time, we actually are intentional to that. That's a blessing to our family. You're welcome to steal that. I don't care. It's not going to hurt me at all. Um, but there are things you can do to intentionally engage others. Um, someone make another list of things right now. Um, first, fam- first Friday family feast. We had how many, Bobby? Remember? It was, over, it was over 30 people on Friday that came together and just hung out in Bobby's house. And it is still standing when we left. It was still standing. Um, but had a great time. Just It was my, our, my church family acting like family. Just hanging out, seeing everybody, so many different ages, you know, variety of life. Spending time together, sharing a meal, talking about what we've got going on. That's what family feels like to me. And I feel like it's something that, that we all need to be a part of. So I think if we get like 60 people next time, it'll just be that much more fun and loving. It'll just be awesome. But that's something that, that we do as a church. The first Friday of every month. Y'all doing it next week, next month? Yes, they are. So that'll be the first Friday of December. They're doing this again. Highly recommended. It's really a good time. Um, we also do a thing called Men of Courage. It meets at um, 7, how can I, top of my head, 7 7, thank you, James. James, 7, thank you very much. James helps to organize that. Um, men of Courage will meet over here at 7 o'clock. Last night we had 11, last Wednesday we had 11 men just hanging out together. And it's not because, you know, we just feel like talking and sharing our feelings. I promise that's not what this is. This is 11 other guys talking to other guys. Sometimes it's about this dumb commercial we saw. Sometimes it's about, you know, something else that we whatever. Sometimes it's about, hey, my mom is found out she's got cancer. You know, stuff that we don't want to say, you know, or if we do, if we're going through it, we want to be able to share it with someone who's not, who's going to understand. And this is a group of guys that understands that kind of stuff. Really, it's a really good group. Um, If you've got time, it's worth doing. Um, If you've got a teenager, bring that teenager. Go to that and stick your teenager here because at the same time, the Victory Youth Meet, Abigail's doing an amazing job. What, what? It's on my list. <laughs> We're getting there. I've got to talk about the youth before we talk about the other. This is my wife. She's helped me with my sermon. Doing a great job. You <laughs> baby. Mm. So yeah, Victory, Victory Youth, Abigail does a great job, um, Andrew helps out, and there's some really, uh, Nathan, you back here? Where'd you go? Oh, sorry, you came back up. Hey, bud. Um, it's not Nathan. Shoot. Joshua, sorry. <laughs> Nathan's one of the other kids. But great group of guys, uh, kids that come together, they have, they have grown together and grown in number. Um, it's very exciting and loud. I can hear, like I... Like, I can hear when they're really going at it over there, and there's a whole building separation, and I can still hear it. And I love that. It's amazing. It's great. It's a, it's a great group of kids. Hey, and there is a women's Bible study that meets at the same time. Yeah. Um, that meets at uh, Linda's house, and it's right over there. And uh, for more information on that one, um, you can talk to Linda, or Melanie loves to talk about it. She's really good about that, too. Um, but all three of those groups meet at the same time, and so you could come and, you know, drop off and do some stuff. There's some really cool stuff that happens. That's, that's just Wednesday. And we've also got the men's retreat that's coming up on Friday. 
an opportunity. I think we've got like five spots left. So don't hear that and go, well, I'll save that for somebody else. Because, you know, those five people should really go. No, no, you're one of those five. You would at least consider it if you can. Now, if you can't come, totally get that. There's no pressure to it. But don't not go just because you want somebody else to have it. We'll, we'll make room. We'd love to have you come. And it is this Friday. And it's just for 24 hours, like from 7 to 7. Something like that. Bobby knows more. By the way, if you want more information, Bobby, Pastor Bobby, knows more about that and would be happy to tell you. But these are opportunities to connect that we already have in place. Places that we can come and do, and we would love to have you do this. God is doing something new. My wife has been going to classic car shows with her next-door neighbor since she was in high school. This is a true story. The other one was a bit, whatever, whatever. He owns, what year? 71? 1971 Chevy Nova. Black and gorgeous. It is a very nice car. He is the original owner, and he has kept it gorgeous, and it is now a classic. And he takes it to classic car shows, you know, when it ain't raining. You know how that works. And so he's, he has held on to this thing, and it has done, and it was new to him when he first started, and he's kept it all these years as something. He's got a passion about this, and it is something that is still, it is now a classic. It is still in great condition. It's a, it's a, it's a good car. Um, some of the cars that are at this show were junk that someone said, I bet if I spend some time on this, it could be so much more than it is with just a little bit of work. <clears throat> and if you look at your life and you see junk, you can give it to God and let Him restore you. He has the skill. When we look around, we see the world, it's easy to see junk in the world and ask God to restore our world. God, make it like it was. I want, want like, you know, but what we really mean is, you know the good parts about the world? Bring those into the present and leave the bad away. It's really what we mean. We don't really want it to be exactly like it was because back then we had things we were worried about that have gone someplace else now. You know what I mean? Every day has its own set of worries and troubles and whatever. And we're not looking... It's, if God gave us the old world today, there would be problems. We, there were, the old world had problems. Every, every version of it, even the, the best of whatever, still has problems. But we can spend our time working on... What am I trying to say? This is the part where I'm slightly off script. We can... The problems of this world are not for God to just wipe out. They are more individual problems that we can ask God our, you know, to help us know our part in doing it. And if you know you're doing what you're supposed to do, then you can ignore some problems. And that's possible to go, you know what? That's not on my plate because I've asked God about this and he said, trust me with it. It's a perfectly legitimate answer. And yes, that, that, that works much better. If he says, trust me with it, and then you're like, no, 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 I'll take care of it. You can mess it up. <laughs> you will mean well and still do bad. You know, we can skip that part. Um, Revelation 21, 1 through 5, talks about, um, discusses kind of where God's ultimate plans for stuff. Then I saw a new heaven and a new earth. And the first heaven, the first heaven and the first earth had passed away, 
and the sea was no more. This is, this is after all of the, the, um, all the tribulation, all the stuff, everything else that's happened, the bad things that will come. Let's be the thousand years, whatever, the things that happened like, for, for Revelation. Um, at the, in, in the end, um, I saw the holy city, the new Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven um, from God, prepared as a bride adorned for her husband. And I heard with a loud voice from the throne, Behold, the dwelling place of God is with man. Back to Genesis, where God walked in the garden. His plan is to walk with us again. And it's beyond our human lifetime when this will happen. He will wipe away every tear from their eyes. Death shall be no more. Neither, neither shall there be mourning nor crying nor pain anymore. The former things have passed away. And he who was seated on the throne said, Behold, I am making all things new. He also said, Write this down, for these words are trustworthy and true. God said he, we can trust him on this. You know, the problems we have today, the problems we had years ago, the problems we will have 50 years from now. God's got a solution to all of it. There will be a new world. We were, we, I saw something the other day. I said the time between today and 1970 is the exact same amount of time from 1970 to 1918. If anyone who was around in 1970, you kind of think, wow, that's old. That really is. You know, and you consider no one in this room, no one in this room, huh? God created us to be eternal. Our bodies will not last, but our souls will. It's hard to imagine because no one here has seen more than a century with their own eyes. But eternity is so much longer than that. It's hard to picture that that would happen. But if you can just kind of put a parenthesis on it. Does that make sense? You know, like the way the parentheses work. Whatever happens in the middle, the input, output, all it means is eventually this is where this is going to go. You're, you're an eternal being, and so you will be around forever. And eventually, keep your eye on the prize. God promises he will make all things new. And he wants his family of God to be with him in doing this and to be, have the ability to walk with us in the new heaven and the new earth. It's an amazing promise. It really makes the problems of today seem small. And worrying about them is a waste of your passion. It's a waste of your time. And it's not what God wants you spending your time and passion doing. All the good days of the past and the glory days to come will be a distant memory when God fulfills this promise to make all things new. It will be in His time. If your faith is on a shelf, I want to invite you to take it off that shelf and to do something with it today. If your faith is in a closet, it needs to come out. Try it on. I think you'll be surprised how well it fits. If you've never asked Jesus to be the Lord of your life, today is a great day to do it. Pastor Mike would say, today is, and he would have written this down. I have to remember, it's November 6th, 2022. There we go. I'm bad with numbers. I love people, though. 
Um, if you would like to talk, if this is something that you'd like to do, I'm actually gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna pray in the next little while, and I'm gonna ask those who are, are here that have. I'm, I'm just gonna, we're just gonna pray. And if you've never asked Jesus to be Lord of your life, I'm gonna invite you to do that. And it's really simple to take that first step. It's gonna be a great step, and then there's a long road ahead of you, because everyone, everyone here can say it's. You know, we weren't perfect day one. We still aren't. Um, but perfection's not required to take that first step. I invite you to do it. Come and pray. God, I just thank you for people who are here today, those that are online. Pray your blessings on them. I just pray that you would help us to see the next step of where we need to grow with our faith. God, if there's someone here who has never said, I want that gift of eternal life that God has promised to anyone who's willing. God, I just pray they would just join me in prayer and say, Lord Jesus, I'm a sinner. I want to follow you. And I want you to lead me. It's that simple. God, for those who are looking for a way to do something else, to, to, to bring their faith into a better place, to learn how to carry it, God, I just pray you would give them the steps that they need to do that as well. And for your blessings on them. And it just... Help them to go from this place like they just got that, that awesome Christmas toy. Let me show you what God has done. Let me show you what God's done in my life because everyone has a testimony of how God took you from being something that wasn't worth what you could be, saw your value, and restored you. We've all got that story, and it's worth telling. God, we just thank you for being here with us, and I pray you go with us as we leave this place. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thanks again for listening. If you'd like to connect with us, or if you'd like to know how you can give, go to victorychristian.church.